Yo, the NBA season is starting on December 22nd, which is like only 72 games, man. And down from 82, what do we think of this? How are the players going to react? How is How are the coaches going to react? What is this season going to look like? I'm going to let you guys go off with it. All right, my man, Shaman, you're good to go, bro. Uh, you know, this is just, uh, this is a lot, <laughs> there, it's a lot to take in, man. Uh, uh, the, I, I, I didn't, I honestly didn't see, what do you call it, the NBA, like, you know, starting the season so damn early. Like, I would have thought they would have pushed it off until, like, you know, later on in, like, you know, in, like, the January, but uh, that, that one caught me by, that one caught me off guard and just, yeah. Uh, what about you, Ray? Um, yeah, I honestly, I agree with you. I think the main thing that, you know, players are having a problem with is that it's the shortest um, off season that I think in the entire history of the NBA. So a really? lot of players didn't. Yeah, it is. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah like, I don't know if you've seen, it. but mm-hmm, yeah, LeBron reacted to it. And obviously he won championships. So he's kind of like, I don't give a shit type of phase. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. But a lot of the other players that weren't invited to the bubble, it's probably been their longest off season. So. Wait, time that's out. just my take on it. Yeah, what's up? All right, so timeout. So like December twenty second is when the season's starting, right? Is that including like the training camp and like you know the preseason, or are they not having a preseason this year? Does anyone know? Honestly, that's a good question. I honestly yeah. don't know. Because <laughs> okay, usually, because usually they have a preseason. They have like the and they have like NBA summer games and everything like that. I guess they took out the summer games this year. Um, but still, like preseason, that's there for like players to start ramping up their activity and stuff like that. So, like, I think it's gonna be a really interesting dynamic because, like, we have players like you know who need their time to warm up, right? And we also have players who like who like to jump right into the action. But I feel like it's gonna be kind of interesting to see how that's gonna play out because if they just start the season off the jump, I feel like a lot of teams are gonna have bad chemistry. But I mean, that's just my take. I might be wrong. Um. To be honest, though, if the season comes back, I know LeBron fans are going to be like, if, if the Lakers lose, you know, they're going to make the excuse, oh, LeBron didn't get enough for us, and, you know, whatnot. So there's always that excuse. But I, I'm excited to see the Golden State back. I want to see the Splash Bros so badly. They haven't been playing for, like, two years now, ever since the Raptors won the championship. Oh, okay. so. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Okay. So... Um, I think the reason the season is starting on December 22nd and they couldn't really push it back is because uh, Christmas is a pretty big day in terms of just like the NBA season. They have all the marquee games on that day. Um, nice. If they pushed it back too much more, they probably would have lost like a bunch of money. Um, so with the season starting on the 22nd, I believe the draft is on the 18th. Wow. The previous month. So there's only like oh, two or three weeks. Okay. Until like they go to training camp, which I I'd assume would be at like the beginning of December. So I think the reason so it's it's going to be a very like quick free agency period, which is probably in my opinion going to be the most interesting thing about this whole off season. Yeah, hundred percent. Like definitely yeah, just, like like a lot more pressure now on teams just to like get the deal done. You know what I mean? I feel like that's going to be interesting. It's definitely going to be a free agency with all the free agents and player options and club options and everything that we're looking at. I feel like it's going to be definitely, like, interesting offseason. Very interesting. Yeah. And uh, just to add on to that dynamic, um, one thing I'm really concerned about is, so it's obviously not going to affect all the players, but, you know, if you have a shorter preseason or training camp, 
if you just look at the NFL, um, a lot of those players are getting injured. Um, right, a lot right, of them right. are non, yeah, a lot of them are non-contact injury injuries just because they haven't had time to warm up. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I just hope it doesn't. No, my bad. Yeah, my so, bad. no, you're good. You're good. I was just saying, I hope that it doesn't translate to the NBA with this whole thing. So that's if, all I was gonna say. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, I feel like there was a point in time where uh, the NBA, like they had a shorter preseason, and then players were getting injured, and then they started, then they increased the preseason. Might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's how it was. Like they increased the preseason just to like mitigate a lot of the injuries that were occurring. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see like how long the preseason is gonna be because all we know is that December 22nd is when the season's starting. Um, and teams like Clippers don't even have to worry. They're gonna just load manage their players and they'll be fine. You know, <laughs> two games to warm up. So no, 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 no. <laughs> man, I don't even want to get into the LA Clippers, bro. It's the, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's interesting. That's interesting. Um, but yeah, so that's the December twenty second season start. Uh, what else do we want to talk about? We got two K twenty one player evaluations. We got specific team futures. We got trade rumors. What do you guys want to do? Let's talk about free agency. There's so many nice players. Well, yeah, there's some nice players on the market, in my opinion, uh, with player 100%. options with free agency. Hundred um, percent. Yeah. Well, for example, uh, Goran Dragic. I think he needs to sign with Heat ASAP because they need him. The Heat love yeah. him. Jimmy Butler loves him. I love him. It was amazing to watch him play. I, I really wish he got to yeah. play the entire final. So that would yeah. be an interesting thing to see. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I agree. Goran Dragic, he was, he was phenomenal, dude. Like, I don't know. Like, the thing is, like, as a person who's been playing fantasy for a long time, or at least for, like, three years, right, I have some experience, right, just a little bit. But, uh, like, you know, Goran Dragic, one of those players, like, when he plays, he plays good. But, like, a lot of the season, he's just, like, ankle injury or, like, extend, hyperextended arm or something like that. And it's so unfortunate that, like, you know, a player of his caliber, of his ability, right, we saw what he could do. Like, he was tearing up, like, teams, bro. Like, he was tearing up the Celtics. He was, he was pretty good against the Lakers, even though, like, he was injured for a bit. But I feel like I feel like it would be – I want him back on the Heat. If the Heat want to make a run at the finals again, they need to sign him again. Do you think the Heat can make a run to the finals even with them, though? With their team the way, way it's built? I mean, okay, go. No, I mean in the in the starter in the season, right? Um, he wasn't even a starter. It was mostly Kendrick Nunn. I think his importance came when it was um, time for the playoffs. But yeah, no, I agree with you guys. Like, I really want to see Dragic Dragic resign with the Heat. But in terms of fit, I feel like if the Bucks. If the Bucks can't resign um, or sign or trade for a better point guard, I feel like his best fit would be on the Bucks, and he's pretty—he's getting up there in age. So, nah, um, I don't think he's going anywhere, bro. He's—he's he's, he's coming he, back yeah. to the Heat, man. Jimmy Butler's gonna make sure he's back on the Heat. Yeah. No, 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 no. no. I, I understand what you're saying. I'm just saying that in terms of fit, it would be nice, like for the Bucks at least, for to try to acquire him. And knowing Dragic, he would probably resign. And but he's also probably looking for a contender, and I just see a good fit with him on the Bucks. Yeah, well, the Heat what? contended. The Heat Wait, literally yeah, contended. The Heat literally <laughs> contended. <laughs> yeah, but listen, listen. My I don't know. Contender, <laughs> I'm saying if you if, if not the Heat, he's looking for another contender. That's what I was saying. Okay, one million well, IQ. I'll just My say man, that. big brain, big brain time. <laughs> I'll just say this: Goran Dragic got the best of Fred Van Vliet. Speaking of Fred Van Vliet, I'm gonna go to my resident uh, Toronto Raptors fan. Mm. How, how how you feeling about uh, the Van Vliet? Van, yeah, he's free, right? 
he needs to come back to Toronto. Um, Toronto has a lot of cap space as well, so um, I think Toronto's gonna uh, resign him no matter what. We love him in Toronto, so steady Freddie can't leave us. Um, I, I think um, he fits around the team as well, like defensively. Like there's a lot of other players to help him out. I I honestly don't think he would be as good of a player in other teams as he is in Toronto. I think they both complement each other. Uh, player and team-wise, so I think it would be the smart move for him to come back. Um, um, I, don't see, I don't see any reason for him not to go back to Toronto, besides, well, like, Pascal Siakam's spin move. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Dude, it's obvious, bro. Money, bro. One of these third-party teams, that, like, that no one really cares about, let's be honest, like the Knicks or even... Bro, I'm just you know, honestly, that. like, okay, I think all of us here can agree, even my man my designated uh, Brooklyn Nets fan can agree. The Knicks suck booty cheeks, bro. Like, everyone says, oh, you know, this superstar is coming to freaking the Knicks, right? That happened with KD. That happened with Kyrie. That happened with Kawhi. Every, like, the, the Knicks want everyone. But the best they got was, like, who's that? Alonzo Trier, bro. Like, <laughs> so sad, bro. I feel so bad for the Knicks. But at the same time, I just hate their fan base, dude. Dude, oh my god. Dude, what fan base? <laughs> <laughs> stuff, man. Dude, okay, let's not yeah, yeah, the Knicks too yeah. hard. Like uh, um they got like you know a lot of big men on there, so I'm pretty sure they're looking for a big guy, not a small guy like Fred Van Vliet. Speaking of mm-hmm. big men, let's go to our uh let's go to our devoted Clippers fan. How are you feeling about Montrez? <laughs> um, so I don't think I don't think he's going to be back on the team next year. Um, really? Okay. For, for a few reasons. Um, first off, like, they probably won't be able to afford him at what he's going to be asking for. Um, <laughs> he He's probably going to make anywhere from, like, the 12 to, like, 16 million range. Or who knows, maybe he takes, like, a, a short-term deal, like a one-year deal for, like, a lot, and then becomes a free agent next offseason. But they, they probably won't be able to afford him, and he's probably not on their highest list of priorities probably goes uh marcus morris and then jamichael green and then if they have enough and he's if, he, if he's willing to take like a certain amount they might bring him back not to mention he if he was back on the team next year it would only make sense for him to take a smaller role considering what you saw in the playoffs from him yeah. um charlotte could maybe there's not a lot of teams that have like a, a big amount of cap room this offseason mm-hmm. detroit's one of them charlotte um atlanta atlanta just signed clint capella and they also have John Collins, so it wouldn't make sense for them to get him unless he's coming off the bench in a smaller role. And um, Charlotte will probably draft James Wiseman, so I really don't know where he's going to be next season. He might be in Toronto. I just hope he's not back on the Clippers next year. Yeah. Okay, so... In, oh, my God. You go ahead. Right. Go for it. Okay. So one thing that I've been reading is, like, because I think Kawhi, he has a three-year deal, right? Am I wrong? Or does he have three years? Yeah, uh, so he has one more year left right now. So right. he has one more year than a player option. Player option, okay. So do you think the Clippers are going to blow it up if they don't get to the finals next season? Uh, no. Um, I think I think the only guy that's untouchable on their roster, if they don't like have like playoff success this upcoming season, is Kawhi. After that, I think Paul George probably becomes available. Um, if he struggles again in the playoffs, at, at that point, I think like everything's off the table. Like anybody but Kawhi. If he, but if he leaves, like the team is probably going to be as bad as the Nets used to be. Hey, oof, oof. 
<laughs> okay. All right. Well, going with that, going with that uh, energy from one former clip to another one. How are we feeling about my man uh, Danilo Gallinari? He needs to go to Dallas. Dallas needs a sharpshooter like him, and I think he'd do amazing there. Um, I feel like yeah. he's, he's good yeah, but... on a in a small role, like. Like he's he's a great player, right? But then he always has that, like you know, those nagging injuries, like a like a pulled hamstring or something like that. It's never like something serious, like he tore his ACL or something. But it's like small, small injuries that always keep him off the off the team, or like you know, not on the court. I feel like any team, or like you know, like you're saying Dallas, like you know, they need a sharpshooter, or like maybe even the Bucks because they need they need to surround Giannis with more shooters, right? Um, like. As long as he has a small role, I feel like, or at least a smaller role than what he's been given in the past, I feel like he'll do great. All right. I mean, yeah, the, the Dallas would give him a perfect role. Like he wouldn't be in the bench, and I, I don't think he wants to play off the bench. But like he'd be a starter. He'd be behind Luca. He'd be behind Porzingis, and I'm hoping that they're all healthy. And like also, Dallas is like a very um, international team. You can say. I think he'd get along with uh, the players on Dallas, and I think they would have great chemistry with him. Yeah, yeah. All right, right, going from one big-ass forward to another one. Uh, How are we feeling about Christian Wood? And honestly, I don't know much about this dude, so I'll let you guys do a majority of heavy lifting on this dude. Christian Wood? He was on the the Pistons. Pistons, yeah. Bro, I'm going to say it straight up, man. As a Celtics fan, I would love to see him on the Celtics. He's basically... Like, he can play the center, and he can play the uh, power forward, and he can shoot the ball really well. He can rebound the ball really well. Yeah, I'd love to see him on the Celtics. He's definitely a great player. Um, I'm going to be honest. I don't watch any Piston games because, let's be honest, it's the Pistons. But from what I've seen, <laughs> from what I've seen, he's a very good player, you know. Um, and there are reports that he wants out of um, the, uh, yeah. from the Pistons. So, Hopefully the Celtics can get him, but I think he I just can... wants that money, and yeah. yeah, I don't see the Pistons uh, investing in him like that. So, I think... I like, hey, well, there's a team that gives uh, big men a lot of money, New York Knicks. So you can go there. Hey. <laughs> the uh, is, a lot of Knicks slander today. Yeah, I'm sorry yeah. to the Knicks fans. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> Yo, like, didn't he like post like a picture like on his Instagram story, like where should I go or something like that? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he did. And, like, he got, like, or, like, a lot of fans were, like, what the hell is this? Like, you know, they were confused. But then again, like, why would the Pistons get rid of him, right? They got rid of Andre Drummond because they wanted, like, you know, more money. And they wanted to be up cap space. And, like, you know, they got some picks off of him or whatever, right? And, like, what would be the point of them giving away or, like, you know, not signing Christian Wood again? You know what I mean? Because I feel like they need a center right now, right? Like, they don't have, like, mm-hmm. like people to play the center position right now. And Christian Wood is like one of those players who's had some experience with Detroit and you know everything. <clears throat> so uh, Christian Wood's a pretty interesting player because this past season, after Drummond was traded, so the season I believe he only started twelve games, and after he started, he put up some pretty solid stat lines. Most of them were in losses because Detroit's not the best team. Uh, he had a game where he had thirty points, eleven rebounds, two assists. He hit. He, he had a game where he hit 5-3, so he can shoot it. Uh, an interesting place for him is kind of, it's, it's funny because he was actually on the team. Uh, the Pelicans would be pretty interesting with him. Uh, like uh, Ari mentioned earlier, he can play the four or the five. Yeah. So he can play in your front court with Zion, and he could space out and give Zion that space. Uh, really, any team could use him, but he's probably going to get paid like a solid amount, so that might put him out of the 
the price range of like the contending type teams. Mm-hmm. But so sure. I, I I think like one of the middle middling teams will probably give him like a pretty huge payday. But I'd like to see him on the Pelicans again. I think that'd be very cool. Okay, to be honest, he was amazing as a fantasy player. Um, he put up some big numbers uh, for whoever had him. I forget who it was, but uh, yeah, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you picked him up real quick when he was going out. But uh, to, to be honest, though, he was playing for the Pistons, and um, I think he only got those big numbers because who else was going to do it? Like the Pistons don't really have anybody. Uh, there goes, me. Like, did you happened. forget? Did you forget about Reggie, Reggie Jackson? Jackson. No, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, but anyways, yeah. So, and on top of that, NBA is like a small man's league now, so I don't think, yeah, sure, he can stretch the floor, but I, I don't see him doing much on any other team. He just become a role player, uh, and I hope he can accept that role, or else going out of the league, like he's not gonna do much as a starter. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of not being in the league much longer, well, I hope this is not true, but my man Mello, how how are we feeling about him, uh, guys? Um, Melo goes resign with Portland. They welcomed you after an entire league threw you out. He needs to resign with Portland. He still yeah. has a lot of potential. He, he does. He does. Um, I think he comes up real big in the clutch, and I think Portland with Melo is just a great fit. If he wants to go for money, I mean that's what ruined his career in the first place by going to New York and like you know just chasing the bag. In my opinion, um, I, I feel like it ruined his uh, legacy, but. I mean, he, he can still go for the money and go back to New York because I've i heard rumors that New York wants him back. But um, Why would they Why? <laughs> See, I mean, this, this is what I'm talking about, bro. Knicks want everyone, bro. They want everyone. This is literally like the perfect example. Knicks want everyone, bro. It's unfortunate. I think it's because he's a marketable player. So um, that's, that's one reason why. But uh, yeah, I really hope he resigns with Portland because they did a lot to bring him uh, onto the team. And so if he leaves... Um, that that'd be kind of messed up in my opinion. So, do you think he deserves that starting position, or do you think he'd be better if he was coming off the bench, like on any team? I, on any team, like regardless if it was like the Portland Trailblazers or like any team, because in my opinion, I feel like he could be a good starter, right? But then there's obviously like glaring, like you know, uh, problems with his defense, right? He's not the best defensive player. I don't know. Talking about his defense was amazing. He's he's a big guy. I mean, he was playing the four uh, last season. I think I think he's really good defensively. Um, he might have his flaws. He's not like the best defender, but I don't think he's a bad defender. I, I think that was like when he was younger. He was a really good offensive player. Like he, he like he had the same reputation as uh, James Harden. But I, I think he was a good player, a defensive player, in my opinion. Okay, that's your opinion. That's your time. So. Um, I think a bench role kind of suits him best currently. Uh, like you said, ide- ideally, like a team that has Melo, like a good team, has him coming off the bench because he can he can take a lot of the shots off the bench and he can still score the ball. That's something he's still pretty solid at. So, I mean, a bench role for him probably suits him best, just coming off the bench, um, being playing against the bench players and putting up some buckets. But like you said earlier, he's not like a – I don't think he's that great of a defender anymore. And putting him against like starting level players for starting minutes, that doesn't really usually that doesn't usually bode well for teams when they're trying awful. to be successful. He's like Dwayne Wade on his uh, final season. Um, he was he sometimes started, I think, but most of the time he was off the bench. So I think so. I think his best fit would be like on a contention team, and then like you know playing that you know 
very minimal role, but still being there, like you know, still being. Portland. Like a... Portland's, yeah, Port- yeah, Portland's uh, is attempting to contend. I honestly don't think most <sighs> teams will take a risk on him, man. Like, I mean, he's he's an awesome player, but just I mean, there's a lot of baggage that just comes with the dude, man. I'm sorry. Yeah. I feel bad. So. Yeah. All right, let's move this in. Let's move this uh, to my 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 favorite player on this list, Davis Bertans. Man, this dude is a freaking sniper. sniper. He's a sniper. Sniper, bro. Milwaukee. Quick scope. I think he should go to Milwaukee. Milwaukee should chase him. Milwaukee definitely should chase him. I, I feel like he's. he's oh wait, go ahead. I think he's going to be another one of those players that gets like a pretty sizable deal from like one of the middling teams. Like I, I wouldn't be surprised if Washington tried to resign him for like a, a solid amount. So I think that might have that again might put him out of the range for a lot of these contending teams that are up near the salary cap. But yeah, Milwaukee that would be very interesting. Him playing next to Giannis, in the like you could in the playoffs you could put Giannis at the five and have him stretching out the floor as your four. He's not he's not like a great defender, but I mean when you're when you're providing that much space and shooting ability, I don't really think that matters. Yeah, but like it's the type of shooting ability that he has, which I like. Like he's not one of them, like you know, stretch fours that just like you know can stay in the corner, like you know when you need him to be while Giannis is uh, spinning it to quadruple teams. He, if you give him off ball action, that dude runs into a shot and like you know goes for the three pointer. That that yeah. like going for an off ball as well as a, as well as a stand up game. That's why I like that dude because I see him shooting. I'm like, dude, this dude is out here like you know taller Clay Thompson. So props to the dude. Uh-huh. So yeah, his form is beautiful. One thing that really triggered me, like, this last offseason was when the Spurs, like, you know, traded uh, Davis Bertans. The thing was that, or not traded, like, they got rid of, like, Davis Bertans. The thing that really got me mad was, like, you know, they they were freeing up cap space to sign Marcus Morris, okay? And then (laughs) Marcus Morris was like, all right, I'm going to sign with the Spurs. Then he's like, never mind, I was just capping. Let me sign with the New York Knicks, the best team in the league. (laughs) And I was like... What do you do? Like, that's what got me mad because, like, Davis Bertans was a really good shooter. And the way that the Spurs are right now, they need people who can shoot and actually play. You know, Bryn Forbes, you know, he's a great shooter, but he cannot play defense. His defense is horrendous. Every single player that watches Spurs will say, yeah, Bryn Forbes needs to work on his defense. But still, that was one thing that got me mad. And I know there are a few people in this chat that have something to say about the Spurs. So, I mean, if we want to go down that well, route, we'll talk about that I'm a little bit later. There's a few more free agent players that we got to talk about. Okay, uh, go for it. Yeah. Um, well, the opposite of uh, Davi Spartans, my man Millsap. Mm. Anyone want to take a hot take on him? Anybody? Anybody? Yeah, I got you. I got you. Um, so MVP next season. Sorry. <laughs> he can really go <laughs> down bad, two bad. different routes. Um, so one of the first routes you can go down is. If he wants to go for a contending team, which assuming I don't, he doesn't have a ring, right? I don't know off the top of my head, but um, yeah, I don't think he does. He doesn't. Yeah, so he'd want to go into a contending team. I can see him resigning with the Nuggets. Um, he already got the bag, so I can see him, you know, signing for less. I can also see him going to the Jazz or honestly any other of the contending teams. That's one route he could take. The other route is if I'm not sure how much more he has left in the bag. But I'm uh, uh, sorry, in the tank, but because he is getting up there in age. But if you if you wants, kind of do like a Vince Carter like thing, and you know, go to a team like the Bulls or the Memphis Grizzlies, and kind of you know play off the off the bench and take on that leadership type of role. I mean, that veteran presence, he could do something like that. So those are the two routes I think he can go down. 
I mean, he can stay in Nuggets and do that with uh, Jokic. So I think that's yeah. Yeah. I feel like playing with Jokic really like put his value down because like when he was signing with the Nuggets, like I feel like he had a lot more hype around him. But the way like Jokic just like started blowing up and like you know became such a premier player in the league, I feel like it kind of put his value down. I might I might be wrong, but that's 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 just the way I see it. I mean, he like I I think he should sign with the Denver Nuggets because like you know he played that solid role alongside you know Jokic and everyone. Um, so I agree he should be signed with the with the Nuggets. I agree. I agree. Um, speaking of uh, I guess a good power forward fit. With one team, uh, how are we feeling about Serge Ibaka? What's up with that? Well, let me talk about Serge Ibaka. Oh, please I love ahead. Serge Ibaka. He did amazing for Toronto Raptors. Man, he was great energy off the bench. I still don't understand why Marc Gasol got more playing time, why he would start half these games, because Ibaka was so much better. But I think you know, it, it, IQ, ball IQ, in, in my opinion. I think man, that's like... I don't care about no ball IQ. He was playing like dirty, bro. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Basically, okay. um, for the people who don't know that shit. Um, so, Ibaka, I think he was great for the Raptors, but I just feel like he's getting a little bit too old. I would like Montrez to take his place on the Raptors. Really? I think that'd be a better fit. Honestly, I think so. Oh. I think he'd be a, a nice. great replacement for no. uh, Ibaka. Anyways, no. I think Ibaka should go to Houston Rockets. He reunite with Brody and James Harden. I think that'd that would be, be amazing. That'd be interesting. That'd be very interesting. Because so, they need a big man, right? Yeah, they need a they, big man, and I think Ibaka would be amazing as a that big man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, um, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Ibaka, he actually like I looked at his playoff numbers from this past uh, this past postseason, and they're actually pretty great. Uh, in 22 minutes a game, he scored 14.8 points. He got 7.7 rebounds. He blocked 1.3 shots. He shot 57% from the field, which is pretty good. And he shot 51% from three, which is like lights out shooting. Really, any team could use him. He's He fits really anywhere. He can either play as your backup center, or if you need to go big, he can play your four because he can shoot. Um, the Raptors could use him. I I think he I think he's better than Marc Gasol now. Um, and I think he could either close for you as your five or he can play off your bench. The Pelicans, another team, I mean, obviously he'd be good there, but I doubt he wants to go to anything but a contending team. Uh, the Clippers and Lakers probably don't have a chance unless he wants to take, like, the one-year mid-level exception deal. But there, I think there's he has a lot of options with how he played in the postseason. Yeah, um, I, I agree. Um, I, I, agree. I think, yeah, honestly, uh, I kind of say it better myself. Honestly, okay, if I'm going to be honest, I feel like he would not fit with the Toronto Raptors, the way that they're playing ball now. The reason Wait, why Serge... The reason just, why, he, what are you talking about? He just fit great last season. How, how can he just all of a sudden no, not fit well with I said, the team? I said for Montrez, for Montrez. Oh, to, oh, To be Montrez. on the Raptors. Because the thing is that both Mark and Serge Ibaka can stretch the floor. Montrez cannot stretch the floor, like, at all, right? And yeah. I'm pretty sure my man Kyle can agree, bro. Like... This man, like he plays, like when he has his moments, he's good. But, you know, he, the way, like the niche that he fills is very specific. And he can't stress the floor like a lot of, like, you know, bigs can these days. Yeah, so yeah I what, feel is, like what is Pascal Siakam going to do when 
uh, he spins into the lane and watches <laughs> girls sit there waiting for him. gonna pass it out to? Him? <laughs> well, trying to become like Giannis, man. He thought he was Giannis in the playoffs, doing his ballerina spin. So. Yeah. No, bro. <laughs> if he gets a little bit bigger, uh, he can uh, do that successfully. But bro, right. he's, he's, he's bro, he's shut up, bro. Bro, he's out Siakam here trying to garbage, bro. Yo, Siakam's out here trying to make his own gravitational like field, like by trying to. Yo, spin y'all hurting me, man. He's garbage, man. I'm not gonna even get into it, bro. But he's I'm honestly there, garbage, bro. One playoff game or uh, series. It's a pretty okay. Okay, I, I get that. I get that. But let's be honest. Um, Ibaka like clearly outplayed him, man. Like not just Marcus Saul, but he outplayed Siakam too. Yeah, my, my, my thing with Ibaka is he's Ibaka's gonna want that money, and um, I, I don't know. I feel like he's getting older. I, I think like. As long as it's not like a three, four-year contract, I think Raptors can sign him back. I, I don't mind uh, Ibaka coming back, but I think he shouldn't be signed back, in my opinion. That's fair. Okay, uh, let's try to move into player options. And, you know, there's some pretty big names on here, and I want y'all's input. So, whew, Anthony Davis. Well, hi, 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 y'all feeling? I wonder where he's going to sign. That's yeah, I, I think he's going to resign, in all honesty. Why would he not resign? He's playing with his boy, and he's winning hella games. They're hella good. Why would he not resign? Yeah, uh, no, I agree with you. Um, the only other reason he wouldn't resign is if he, you know, wants to go down that. Oh, I already have a championship. Let's go to a different team and contend there and see how I can do, like how my legacy is. You know, kind of like that Kyrie. Um, yep, absolutely not. Guy. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Not. <laughs> Worked out great yeah. for Kyrie. Worked out great for Kyrie. <laughs> all right, let's not waste. <laughs> let's not waste our, our breath on this because we all know he's going back there. Like, uh, yeah, okay. let's go to a, a few spicier ones. Mm, Gordon Hayward. Let's go oh, in honor Ray. Yo, I'm gonna claim this man. Yo. Let's go. I know. I know. I know. Avery doesn't even like it himself. Like you know, <laughs> every, like he said it himself. Like ever since he's had that injury. Like where he broke his like ankle or whatever, he's never been the same player. In my opinion, I feel like he needs to be in a position where he's given more. Now I know this is kind of a hot take because you know the Celtics are a great contending team, right? The thing is, I feel like he's undergoing that one like you know type of mental state where he's like, I have a good team. If I don't perform good, my teammates will you know carry me. My teammates will do the work for me. And I feel like if he was in a like in a position where he needed to do more, I feel like he'd get some of his like you know. I don't think his, he can do more. I, I honestly don't I think, think he could. He I think he could like because it happens to like players like or I, like at least it's happened to some of my teammates. Man, where, like, he, he's he's too try. busy playing Fortnite, man. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Fortnite, yeah. like that's what I'm talking about. Like some play, some people won't try as hard just because they know I have a good teammate. He can do the rest for me. I don't have to try that hard. And Are I you feel, really? I, I can. <laughs> that's I, I feel like you. that's the same thing with Gordon Hayward. That's that's what I think. But I, I'm um, probably wrong. That's what I think. Yeah, no. Honestly, as a Celtics fan, you know, I've played, paid pretty close attention to Hayward. And I've got nothing but respect for him. It's not easy going through that type of injury. Honestly, in um, both people's, um, the Celtics and Hayward's interest, it's best if he moves on. Just because he can go have a clean slate somewhere else, and it will also free up, you know, the Celtics' money. Not in his best interest. What are you talking about? He's gonna miss yeah, out no. money. He's gonna dude, miss out dude, on money. Listen, listen. He's already getting a bag, bro. But 
sometimes like it's not all about money you know some like let them go somewhere else let them go back home to indiana let them go somewhere else and you know get that clean you mean it's all uh, about the money bro it's always all about <laughs> the money even Why like you think even, it's coming back uh, on the 22nd because it's about the money like even right. if he did right like even if he said oh i want to go to a title contending team he's on a title contending team like there would be if he's ex- willing to accept like a lower pay payday because like god knows bro like this man did not work for the contract he signed the boston celtics like he did not work for that money bro and uh if he just wants to resign at, for a smaller role i feel like that'd be great for him that that's a little un- that's a little unfair to him i mean he he did he did work for that money then he just ended up getting hurt in his first game like a freak injury and yeah. from then it hasn't really been the same but i mean he's he's on the last year of his deal he possibly could opt out and get like a long-term deal worth like slightly less per year. That would, that would make sense in like a long-term standpoint. Um, and if he's, if he's on the Celtics, I think his, his best, his best outcome or his, his high ceiling is like a backup wing off the, off the bench, unless they want to put him at the four and Tatum and Brown at the two and three. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, like you know, Celtics is a pretty good choice, but like you know, who else is willing to sign a dude? Like you know, like you know, given you know, given his previous performance, given his current performance, and like you know, with the injury that he had taken, which I still feel bad about, but like you know, we'll see. Uh, all right. Uh, we're gonna ask our resident Spurs fan, how are we feeling about my man DeRozan? I feel like there's a lot of speculation about Demar Derozan. Um, like you know, there was like this report that came out that oh, Demar Derozan wants to be out of San Antonio, and then like Demar Derozan like posted like a video on his Instagram story where he's like me trying to figure out who said that shit or when I said that shit, right? And I don't know, like the same thing happened with Kawhi, kind of, right? Kawhi doesn't have social media, but like you know, at, like you know, who's that one guy? The guy who got scored eighty-one points on by Kobe. Uh, Jalen Rose. Yeah, Jalen Rose. He was like, you know, Kawhi's uh, played his last game as as a Spurs, right? And right after that, they asked Kawhi, like, you know, like, do you st- want to resign with the Spurs or do you want to end your career with the Spurs? And then Kawhi was like, yes. So it might be like a game of like, you know, who like, who's right and who's wrong, and you know, my word versus uh, your word or something like that. But I feel like the Spurs need to do something, man. Like. They have good pieces. They're not the right pieces for the team that they have. Like, you have, like, the mid-range game. Your shooters are okay. Your defense is okay. But, like, the way, like, if you took, if you look at individual player stats, they're okay, right? But when you try to put those pieces together, they need to make a proper team that, you know, masks some of your teammates, like, you know, uh, problems, right? DeJounte Murray, he's a good player. He's a good defensive player. He can't shoot that well, right? Bryn Forbes, great shooter, can't play defense, right? DeMar DeRozan, mid-range guy. LaMarcus Aldridge, mid-range guy. And I feel like with the way that the team is set up right now, it's not a title contending team. Now, that's just my opinion. As a Spurs fan, I hate to see them go through this. After having so many years of sustained success, like, it's just, it's really sad, bro. Like, they didn't make the playoffs this season. And, you know, I could argue that they could have made it if Ellie was there, but, you know, it shouldn't always be that you rely on one guy, and if that one guy isn't there, then you then you won't make the playoffs. Bro, how how you gonna talk about that's the Spurs and not have Derek White? In it? That's fucked up. No, like that's what I'm saying. Like Derek White is another one of those guys. Like you know, he's a good defensive player. He can shoot. 
But then again, there's like this whole thing of ego. I feel like there's a really big ego thing going on in on the Spurs team right now. Like I remember there was one point last season where, you know, Derek White was starting over DeJounte Murray for a bit. And I think DeJounte Murray unfollowed the Spurs Instagram account. Like, what the hell is that? Like, the reason why the Spurs were so good when they were good was that, you know, Timmy, Manu, and uh, Tony, like, you know, they were a team, right? It wasn't, ma- it didn't matter who scored 20 points a game, or it didn't matter who was, who was the player of the night. It didn't matter about that. Why you sound so heartbroken, bro? Bro, because I am. <laughs> my man, my man's <laughs> salty. So. I'm so salty. <laughs> salty right now. I'm right. so salty right now, bro. bro. Like, after everything that Kawhi did, bro, man's in his feelings, bro. Marvin's room playing right now. All right, right we're moving on, son. Right, How are we feeling about Drummond? I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna opt in. Or I mean, he could he could also go the Gordon Hayward route and try to secure like a long term deal somewhere else for slightly less per year. Um, I'm not sure if that's really out there for him. The way he plays, um, up until this point, regardless of if it's on him or not, it hasn't really, um, it hasn't really translated to success. I think he's only made the playoffs twice, and he's zero uh, and eight in his career in the playoffs. So I, I think he's going to opt into his contract and look for like a, a long term extension. Or if he doesn't, he could opt out. But I, I, I think he's going to take that almost $30 million contract. Um, it would be dumb of him not to. Yeah. I mean, the dude can grab 20 boards, like, you know, a game. Easy. At this point, like, you know, he's basically the perfect my career player. Just, like, you know, just get boards and, like, you know, they're not going to necessarily play much career. of production. Um, all right. Uh, there's not much to say about him, but like this is the one I like the most uh, in the player options category. Jeremy Grant. I, I always liked this dude since he was in like Philly, and then when he went to OKC eventually, and then he, now he's in Denver, right? So how are we feeling about him? Great player. He would. He would fit, I love- anywhere. fit anywhere. Yeah, you know, nowadays in modern NBA, he definitely would fit anywhere. He's very versatile. He can defend and he can shoot at a high rate. Um, these are just my personal opinions of places that I think that he'd be really nice in. Um, I'd love to see him go to the Clippers, the Warriors, or to the Mavs. That would just be awesome to see him go to either one of those teams on a high contending team. I don't know. Just a personal opinion. It would be nice to see him. He's he's really Yeah, exactly. He's a great player, man. I think he should opt out because I think he's only getting like 9.3 mil um, if he opts in. So I think he could make a lot more money per year um, if he opts out. And for a longer uh, deal as well, so... Yeah, I think any team that picks him up would be uh, good to pick him up. So, all right, uh, I think we went over like in a majority of the good free agents as well as player options players. Um, like, so the one thing I kind of want to talk about now is something that I knew I want to kind of want to try for this format is uh, just talk about a few teams and how we're feeling about them. So I'll give you guys. Like, you know, I'll give you guys a few options. So I'm going to, you guys can either talk about Philly, Houston, Wizards, or like, you know, how my man was going on and on about the Spurs. You know what the <laughs> fuck, fuck it, we're just doing the Spurs. Let's go, let's go All Spurs. Right, <laughs> okay, okay. No, I know somebody else had something to say about the Spurs, so I'm going to let him speak. He been, he been talking hella smack in the chat, bro, so. <laughs> speak I'll, your honestly, mind, brother. Honestly, I don't got anything about the Spurs. They're hey, going to forever, some, they're going to forever cement themselves as, you know, a lovable team, a team that everybody loves. But the thing is, it's a different era. And I think the main three problems with them is it's their coaching system, the players that they have, and they don't really have a plan for the future. So 
Let's talk about their coaching system. So if you look at their team, so I'm not seeing the problems with Popovich. So just to clear that up. So if you look at their team, right? Because like like I said, they're definitely well coached, right? So they're second in turnovers, which means that they have the second least amount of turnovers, but they're also first in assist to turnover ratio. So that just shows that they're a very, you know, well coached team and they play at a high rate. They're very efficient and they move the ball around. So just looking at that, that's that's great, right? But if you look at their system that they're playing in, they're fourth in three-point percentage for shooting, right? So they, they shoot very efficiently, right? But, you know, they only shoot 26 in the league. So that means that they're, they don't take the amount of shots that they need to take. This is a modern league where the three ball it means is very significant. It means so much more. You know what I'm saying, right? It means so much more than the two ball. And then the second problem is their players, right? They got players like DeRozan. They got players like Aldridge. These two guys are the best mid-range shooters in the NBA, or at least the top five best shooter, mid-range shooters in the NBA. They don't have – like, they go to that. They go to the mid-range, which is always going to be less than um, – worth way less than the three, right? And on top of that, they don't play their young players at all, right? You got DeJounte Murray. He plays 25 minutes. You got Keldon Johnson. Okay. Come on. Wait, hear, hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. You got Lonnie Walker, Derek White, and Brent Forbes, and both of all of them play less than twenty-five minutes a game. So they don't really have a direction. You know, they're relying on these veterans. You know, like Rudy Gay, um, DeRozan, Aldridge. You know, you can't develop your players if you keep playing them at a, such a low rate. That's just my opinion. Hey, are we really okay. gonna disrespect Jakob Pertl right now? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, okay. Look, I'm gonna just say this. Okay. Now, they are leaning on L.A. and DeRozan, like, a lot, but they played Rudy Gay 21 minutes per game last season. What were, what were you trying to say they're abusing Rudy Gay? Second of all, I'm not saying- Brent Forbes, okay. he's young. DeJounte Murray, young. Derek White, young, right? They're playing 25 minutes per game because a lot of them are playing the point guard position. Now, Lonnie Walker, and I've known, I've known I've, like, this has happened with the Spurs every single season. This is just the way that Pop does it. He barely plays, like, the rookie of that year. He barely plays them, like, all garbage time. Second year, he picks up their activity. Third year is when he actually starts giving them time. I feel like this is just my, like, you know, this is speculation from me. I feel like Greg Popovich knew. He was like, this team is not good enough to get into the finals, okay? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to let these, these guys, you know, hash it out. I'm going to let them play for you know a specific amount of time so that everyone can get some type of experience and in, into the game right i think that's what greg popovich was going for no nah, honestly i i just think it's spurs don't have a franchise player so they're just waiting for that franchise player to show up and then they'll go from there but yeah i, I don't think they're doing much with the current roster and i, I don't think you can play, uh, blame the players or the coach it's just they just don't have that player that can take them over to the, uh, to become a contender I can agree with that. I can agree with that. But like I said, I, I just feel like, you know, the team is underdeveloped. They're really young. DeJounte Murray, like, he, he, he's, he's a good defender. He's not the best shooter, okay? And like I said, the whole ego thingy. Like, you know, DeMar DeRozan, he, he's a good ball player, right? And DeJounte Murray, he wants the ball in his hand a lot of the time. So I feel like it's just they need to get their egos in check. Well, okay. let's 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 hope that they do, and let's hope uh, Spurs become contenders soon because it's always amazing to see them uh, be up there with the rest of the league. Right, Dude, right, uh, right. Yeah, just I think we spent forty minutes of this damn like 
thing just the whole about podcast the was about the Spurs. <laughs> All right, let's just stop talking about them. Uh, and the Knicks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Right. So, bottom line is a lot of what Avery was saying was facts, but like Spurs got a lot of work to do. All yes, right, they do. Let's go ahead. All right, uh, Philly or Houston, whichever one you want to go first. Philly. Let's do Philly, bro. Let's go, Kyle. They gotta, oh, no, they I know you got new... something. I know you got something, yeah. Kyle. They got a new coach. The best coach in the world. <laughs> so, Kyle's favorite coach. Sorry. sorry. The latest news that came out of Philly was them hiring Daryl Morey as their president of basketball ops. Um, so, I mean, you can say what you want about him, that he never won. But he was, uh, he was consistently making the playoffs regardless of the team he had. He was in Houston for a long time. Ed Yao and Tracy McGrady, and once they started getting injured and um, kind of weren't like the same all-star level players. He had like a team of just like solid players that made the playoffs consistently. Then he got James Harden. And from there, it's, it's really, uh, you've, you've seen the results. James Harden's become a top five or six player. Uh, and they've always, always made the playoffs consistently, made the Western Conference finals. If Chris Paul hadn't, hadn't gotten hurt, I think they would have won the championship that year. And then, so one weird thing, though, is that the president of basketball ops usually picks his head coach. Doc Rivers was hired before uh, Mike D'Antoni was hired. And it's, it's, uh, it's kind of weird because uh, Daryl Morey, everybody knows he's very heavy in analytics. And in Houston, that meant shooting a lot of threes. In Philadelphia, that might look very different because the roster is very different. Doc is very – he's very stubborn, and he struggles to really innovate or make in-game adjustments. Um, it's, it's kind of weird because one of the reasons Doc was let go from the Clippers was because he wouldn't listen to his coaching staff in terms of analytics. And they told him that, uh, Zubats isn't, he's playing better than Trez. Maybe you should play him more. He didn't listen when he was told not to play Reggie Jackson, Lou Williams and Montrez Harrell together. He played them together and that was like, just a really, really bad defensive lineup. So there was a, there was a lot of things that led to Doc being fired from there, but one of the main reasons was he wouldn't listen to like analytics-based numbers and results kind of spoke for themselves. Elton Brand's pretty bad at his job. Uh, he's hired, uh, he's made some very questionable decisions. Obviously, he traded for Jimmy Butler, which I still think was a good move, but then you turn around and traded him for Jason Richardson, or Josh Richardson, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, everybody knows about the Horford contract, the Tobias Harris trade. Uh, they traded... Uh, Landry Shamit, Mike Muscala, Wilson Chandler for Tobias Harris. And they also traded some picks away. The, the Tobias Harris contract might be one of the worst. in the. It's it's probably like a top three worst contract in the league. Um, in the playoffs, once Ben Simmons got hurt, they didn't really have any initiators and nobody could really throw Joel Embiid like a post pat, like a, a pass into the post. They had Trey Burke at the start of the year, but that then they waived him and he actually played pretty well for Dallas. They're just their their roster is very weird. Their contract situation isn't great, so it may, I'm, I'm I'm kind of rambling, but so they okay. Uh, no, so do we still trust the process or no? There is no process. The process has been done. It's now Daryl Morey's time. I think Daryl Morey, um, he's always able to get uh, deals done. So I think in that in terms of that, I think he can move the team around a little bit. It's good. It's going to be tough for sure because the contracts yeah. are horrible. But um. One- they're going to need a okay. fucking miracle, dude. Honestly, like, one thing uh, I I feel like everyone knows this is, like, the situation with Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. Like, both phenomenal players, right? I feel like their playing styles kind of uh, mess with each other, if I'm going to, like, 
Ben Simmons has got to shoot those threes. That that's see, it. or shoot it all. See, I kind of I kind of think that the Simmons and Embiid thing is kind of overblown because ever since their rookie year that they played together when they lost to Boston in five in the second round, they haven't really had like an ideal fit team around them. Um, okay. like for and and I don't mean to keep harping on like the Doc Rivers thing, but he's probably going to continue to play the the best players regardless of if those best players fit together correctly. Like I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if he continues to play Al Horford and Joel Embiid together and play Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid and Al Horford at the same time when they have some guys who can shoot and space the floor like Shake Milton and Furkan Korkmaz. They also do need to really they need to sign um some winged shooters like uh Buddy Heald's in the trade talks or he's in trade rumors with them. Ger- um, James Harden, which is kind of interesting, but I doubt Houston blows it up. That's another team we could talk about. So I really think they need to get some shooting depth or change up their roster. Buddy Heal for sure. Tobias right. Harris wouldn't be a bad idea. Oh, no. Dude, they right. would. Tell I don't me. think anybody's trading for Tobias Harris. <laughs> oh, Kyle, I know you got a lot to say about this. What do you think about a certain player named Drew, Drew Holiday, Holiday on the uh, <laughs> Philadelphia 76ers? He would, he would be interesting there. Um, How would they get him? Yeah, exactly. That's. I think the teams that have the best the best chances to get him. This seems like the most intriguing player packages they can send. Miami, they can send Tyler Hero and some other pieces. Hell no. Um, if um, what's it called? Denver. Um, if they decide to include Michael Porter Jr., he's still like a very big. Uh, he's still a very big um question mark, but he might be very intriguing. Um, I don't think he would fit with Pelicans though. Uh, they have yeah. Brandon Ingram, so yeah, that's that's a good point. But he's like his his ceiling, if he ever reaches it, is insane. Is like very high. I feel like the Heat wouldn't want to trade Tyler Hero. They should. I would. They I would do not. it for Drew Holiday. Yo, you know where I would see Drew Holiday at? Yo, Brooklyn Nets. So hear me out, right? So <laughs> oh, you can you can trade. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna roast the Nets or anything like that, man. Um, I think it'd be a nice fit because. The Nets are going to be contending, right? So this would address their problem if they do plan to play KD at the five. They can send over maybe Jared Allen and Karis LeVert, right? Those are two very solid players, right? And with those two solid players, Pelicans can use make use of them, right? So I don't know. I think it's just a win-win situation for both sides. The Nets will be able to compete, and the Pelicans will be able to build their talent and their roster at the same time. I mean, I don't know how we got sidetracked like that. Uh, shit. <laughs> um, okay. okay, well. Uh, that team was the Rockets, right? Uh, it's either the Rockets or the Wizards. Uh, whichever one sounds, I guess. Yo, let me talk about the Wizards. Um, I feel like no one's really talking about them. But, uh, That's true. When, when John Wall was in his prime, oh, my God, I love this dude. He was like a young DP. Um, he, he was great defensively. He was super quick. He was... He was like Russell Westbrook almost. Uh, he was the Russell Westbrook of the East um, at that time. I, I just can't wait to see him back on the court. I think, w- well, the East isn't that heavily stacked, so I think the Wizards can make a playoff push. Um, I don't know if they have the enough players around, the t- like John Wall and Bradley Beal, to like actually become contenders. But I'm so excited to see John Wall back. Um, and him and Bradley Beal together is going to be amazing. I think yeah. they need to add some defensive players. They were like a bottom three defense last year. They would get into these like high scoring games, but they wouldn't be able to stop anybody. Um, they I remember like at the start of the season they played against Houston, and the final score was like one sixty to like one fifty eight. 
like some insane number and it, I don't even remember if it went to like an overtime or not, but they, they need to definitely pick up some defensive players. Kelly Oubre Jr. would be good on this team, even though it's kind of funny because he was on this team and they traded him for like one year of Trevor Ariza. They, they need to get some defense definitely to shore up the team. Maybe they can trade for Drummond. I don't know. That doesn't sound like a bad idea to me. I mean, they have Thomas Bryant, and he's not too bad, right? Oh, and, that is true. And yeah, Thomas Bertans. And they've yeah, also got um, one player I really like the Wizards that that uh that the wizards have is Rui Hachimura he's awesome yo like a lot of people like to compare him to Kawhi um I'm not gonna go there yet but you know I can definitely see him developing over time I'm not sure the wizards have that time span but I can definitely see him becoming a like a defensive anchor kind of I don't know we'll have to see yeah Yeah. but Um, what I'm looking forward to is that interesting dynamic dude because like when John Wall got injured, right, it was all Bradley Beal's show. Before that, it was mostly John Wall's show, right? So I want to see, are they going to mesh together and make the Bradley Beal and John Wall show, or are they going to, like, totally, like, mess up the team? If they if they can get it together, like, if they play properly and, like, you know, no egos are involved or anything like that and they play like a team, I feel like Wizards would be phenomenal this year. Well, I mean, yeah, it could be like a Dame and CJ kind of thing. And hundred percent, yeah, that's perfect. That's perfect. I mean, John Wall's not that much of a shooter, but I mean, but yeah, I can uh, see that happening. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's keep. Uh, let's kind of wrap this up. But uh, I really want to get in. Uh, what is it? I think we were two K ratings. Two K ratings. All right. Uh, how are we feeling about the ratings of two K, y'all? Somebody say. Somebody say something. Okay. Okay. I have. I have one take, okay. Um I don't know, these 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 ratings are kind of weird. Um they rated you know Clay Thompson who didn't play at all last year, right? They rated him 89, right? But they rated Paul George and like yeah, Paul George an 88 and Devin Booker an 88 and Bradley Beal an 88. And I feel like there's there's something weird going on. I might be totally wrong. Um, they rated Nikola Jokic a 90, right? And they also gave Jason Tatum a 90. So I want to hear your thoughts, man. Like, You know what? I don't know why people are still buying NBA 2K. They haven't really done anything big with the game. They, they started like adding ad- like advertisements in between games. I, I don't know what that was about. I'm just oh, yeah. so sick of 2K. Like, I think they have to like add some kind of matchmaking. There, there's a lot of work that they need to do with the game itself. So I don't even care about the ratings. I'm just disappointed in the game. I think, I think it's kind of like the whole Call of Duty situation, right? Like, you know, Call, like the people at Activision, they know people are going to buy our game. They know that. And I feel like the same thing is happening with 2K where they know people are going to buy their game, right? Like it's always like the same advertisement where they show like a regular player from the previous season Right, and then they show the same player like sweaty in the next Bruh. game. And it's, like, <laughs> and it's like you know the best, like oh the graphics improve so much. But um, yeah, I mean that's just my take. <laughs> so are we gonna talk about the game? Or are we gonna talk about the ratings? Yeah, so let me just jump on that. So quick shout out to my boy Cole. He's the one that gave us an idea for this. Um, so when I'm looking at these ratings, I I don't see a consistency on what they're doing. So right. it's like, what are they evaluating these players on? Is it their potential for the season? Is it from the previous year of play or like, what is it, you know? So I'm like looking at the roster, right? So we've got Luke at a 94 and I'm not ready to say he's a 94 yet. You know, I'd even drop him Ooh. down to like, what? Dude, 
Really? Okay, listen. listen. He's he's a great player, and I love him, right? But I I can't see him being like a 94 yet. You know, if they're basing off potential, then maybe. But it's weird, right? So if you look at Paul George. I'm always dropping triple doubles, bro. Is is Luka better than Dame? Right now? I think so. Yeah, right now. I think so. I okay. think so. See, I, I'm not gonna say anything. Like you know, this it, is it's young, hard, right? man. It's hard. But, I think you know, I believe so. I think he's better than Dame. I'm pretty right, sure. Input. All right, hear me out. Hear me out. Who's the better playmaker? Right, we're gonna go with Luca, right? Okay. But Dame's not a bad um, playmaker. Right. Then we've got who's the better three point shooter, and that's by far Dame. By okay. far. Okay. Right, Luca's not even a good three point shooter. I'm gonna tell you guys that straight up. He he just makes a lot of good shots at good times, but he he shoots at the low thirty percentage, right? Okay. And then on top of that, right? Who are you gonna trust more for the final shot? Ooh, I would trust both of them, man. That's a hard one to say. I would trust so. both of them, right? But, but Dame, Dame has that. Yeah, Dame time. You're right. Dame he, time. time see, okay. where where wait? Listen, listen, listen. Where where it comes down to is their experience. You know, Dame is that. I'm not like. Is he a veteran yet? Maybe. Yeah, I guess he's yeah, played for a, a while now. Hundred percent. So I think it goes down to that. That's just my opinion, though. So, so see. Okay. So wait, listen, listen, listen. Let me get to my point. My fault. So if we're we're having a hard time deciding whether to have Dame or Luca, you know, like you can't have a four point difference. You know, they either got to be the same or they got to be within a point or two. That's just my take. Okay. So one thing I don't understand. Okay, like Zion Williamson. How many games did he play last season? Like. 15 right his team didn't make the playoffs okay and he's rated in 86 he played more than 15 he played very few games bro like i can't yeah, even yeah. remember i, I got you. I, I know people were still trying to make a case for him trying to be the rookie of the year and it just made no sense right but on top of that you look at jalen brown jalen brown was phenomenal last season and he's only rated in 86 that's this is sus like it makes no sense to put zion williamson who barely played a quarter of the season Right at the same level as Jalen Brown, experience-wise, Jalen Brown has a lot more experience. If we're talking about potential, that's wh- that's where you can make the argument for potential. Zion Williamson could be a phenomenal player, and we already know in college he was a phenomenal player. We know in the games that he did play, he was a great player. But if we, like it just doesn't make sense to put Jalen Brown at an eighty-six. I think they did like a huge discredit to Jalen Brown. It's no hype. It's, it's a game at the end of the day. Um, I I don't think we should deep it. Uh, it's just all publicity stunt to like lower or like hide the ratings of the players. I don't, I don't think it's that deep. Yeah, no, I agree with you. You know, it's just a game. We're taking this with like you know a grain of salt. But yeah, I agree. For sure. For sure. For sure. For sure. All but, right, yo, my man. Let I me know. let me just say one. Let me say one thing though. Um, I've like after this conversation, I've kind of got a feeling of what they rate these players on. It might be hype. I, that's what I think it might be. You know, now that I'm seeing it. Yeah, I got I got one more, and I'm I'm gonna definitely get I'm gonna, I'm gonna get some flack for this one, but I don't, I don't care. I I don't think Russell Westbrook should be an 88 overall. Um, I think I think if we're basing based off like the attributes and like the sum of whole that he Russ is not like really a good shooter. He's not a good defender. He's he's not the best playmaker. He turns the ball over a lot. Uh, Decision making isn't great. I think I think Russell Westbrook should be like an eighty-five or an eighty-six. Chris Chris Paul is an eighty-eight, and I mean, Russell, uh, Chris Paul is probably like a lot better than not a lot better, but he's probably better than Russell Westbrook is right now. You're high. So I would put Russ at, what, what, at eighty-five. What are you smoking right now? What are you smoking right now? <laughs> what do you mean? 
what do you mean what I mean? Uh, Pascal Siakam is 88, and you're saying Russell Westbrook's not supposed to be an 88? Come on. Yeah, I think, how good do you think Russell Westbrook is? Siakam's like, like garbage. It's so trash. Like, what is it? What is MVP numbers during the season. I don't know how you guys forget that. Like, everyone, once playoff time comes around, everyone just forgets about the season. Like, Russell Westbrook is still an amazing player. Yeah, sure, he has a lot of flaws, but that doesn't mean he's not a good player. Oh, I think everyone can agree that he's a good player for sure. But, like, I feel like it, there comes a time where, like, just stats shouldn't be the thing that you look at. Like, how do those stats translate into winning? Let me tell you some players who are 85. Andre Drummond, P.J. Warren, John Collins, uh, Sabonis. Okay. Levine, like, you're telling me Westbrook isn't okay, better okay. than any of these players? Okay. Andre look at Drummond. that. Look at, I mean, if we're going by, like, by ratings, like Russell Westbrook, what would his three-point rating be? He shot, like, 30% from three right. this year. That should be pretty low. He's not a good defensive player. His defensive rating should be pretty low. Add up like the sum of the parts. I don't think Russell Westbrook adds up okay, to an eight the, overall okay, player. Well, if, if we're talking about it that way, then you might as well bump down everybody's ratings and keep only like LeBron and Giannis on the top. Like that that's how you're talking about it. I, I think the ratings are fine as they are. Like some players should be a little bit higher, but I don't think anyone should be lower than where they're at. That's my opinion. I think we gotta agree to disagree on that one then. All right. All right, I think I think we should wrap it up with this one. Yes. Um, yes, sir. I think we're gonna have to wrap it up with the podcast too. Uh, so if you guys want to interact with us, you can follow us on our socials. We're in the works of getting you guys um, involved into our podcast and on our podcast, kind of like a call-in feature. So if you're interested into that, you can email us at eastcoastbrowncast at gmail.com. If you want to get, if you want to get your you know comments or questions featured on our podcast you can comment on our youtube and we'll select the best ones and give you guys our inputs on your inputs and our channel name is the east coast browncast and be sure to follow us on the instagram um it's at ecbcast so you can follow us there we're gonna have a lot of content coming in the future